started recording. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm glad we get together today. I am too. I am too. It's been a while. So I do want to say hello, 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 hello. This is episode number 60. This is Truth Be Told Podcast and we got Sister Struggle Podcast. We are co-hosting today, guys, Hot Topics concerning mental health and it is sunday it is a new week are you excited uh realistically yes and no <laughs> i mean like i'm i'm ready to get you know a new fresh transition going but yeah sometimes that sunday night i'm like i know what i got ahead of me right 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 well at least you prepare for the week i think that's, that's what i'm saying yeah yeah i think that's what it's all about sometimes so sometimes when we don't prepare, then that's kind of when that anxiety and all that uh, fear pops in. And sometimes it's just it's just unnecessary fear. And I think it's sometimes it's our instinct. So so, but you you know you'll be fine because you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was gonna say you uh, you are right about that. It is a lot of irrational fears and a lot of just uh, that anxiety that is our fault. You know, and we got to check ourselves sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. So today we are, let's talk a little bit about sister struggles. Um, I love the topic. I mean, I love the title. I'm sorry, the the title of your podcast. What made you um, decide to name your podcast that? Because when I, it caught my attention because, you know, as black women and then just women in general, we always struggling. So, so tell me a little bit about the podcast. I mean, I think you said a little bit about it anyway. Um, That is where I got the idea, just that it is specifically in our community. Uh, Oh, yeah, we're struggling. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, you know, it's a struggle. Like, we're always surviving. We're always just trying to make it. And um, I've recognized that pattern in Black women, like I said, in our community. Um, And I think also, like, alliterations work real well. So it just kind of, you know, you just wake up one night, sometimes you get that light bulb moment. Uh, So it's kind of like that. It was kind of yeah. like that. And I was like, sister struggles, you know, I felt like I could bring people in that could understand the pain of that. But then at the same time, um, I help address healing and provide tools um, and skills that not only have I like read about or listened to or worked with other people, but like I've used myself, I've learned myself and I've been through these situations. Like I'm not talking just because I feel like a, a lot of my credibility comes from my experience. And I think that that is a great way to relate to people and connect with people as well. Well, I just want to commend you to keep going. Um, I think sometimes mm, thank you. both of us, yeah, sometimes it's hard to just keep going with your day to day. You know, you got your personal life. And then, like you said, as just as a black woman, just getting up and just like we we are taught to be strong all the time and to hold it in, but it's a new society. It's 2023. And right. I think that as long as we give each other that safe space to be able to um talk to each other and say whatever, then you know, that that makes more women come out of the shadows of fears of, oh, okay, if I say something, she might not like what I'm saying or or mm-hmm. we might not be able to relate. So so I love it. Sister struggles. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's, I mean, that's exactly it. It's about healing, but then yeah, we all have the same issues. We have issues particular to our community because right now we're going through a healing phase. We see it in social media and I'm loving that for the world, but particularly for black women, we have our own issues that I feel like get swept under the rug, get overlooked all the time. 
So I'm happy to see situations being highlighted. Yes. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just jump into it. You went right yes. to it. And before mm-hmm. we do, y'all, please make sure you go like, share, and subscribe to both of our channels. Um, we are two growing, black, beautiful, melon women. And um, we would love for you to just support one another. Um, that's all it is, just a click of a button. Just go ahead and subscribe. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, I love the feedback, and I'm sure she do as well. So, um, 100%. Definitely. Yes, I definitely do that. Mm-hmm. But okay, so we've been talking about this for a while. And when you brought it to my attention, I got excited because um, I don't do a lot when it comes to the social media aspect as far as following the celebrities and things of that nature. But my husband is always like, you need to like start tying it into mental health and things you're doing because it's so much going on. You know, it's still hot outside. Um, and oh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we don't know how to behave, but you know, lately that everybody's been talking about uh what's going on with Lizzo. Um, I wanted to know your Ooh. thoughts, girl. Oh my gosh, like I really read on it. And if you can mm-hmm. tell the audience just a little bit about what you think, um, as far as with what's going on with this lawsuit and the three former dancers that used to um dance for her. So a little bit of background. I know you know. Um these dances, I think they went somewhere in February 2023. They went to Amsterdam. And y'all know that Amsterdam, if you don't know, my cousin went to Amsterdam. And she was telling me, like, really, it's really like that. And so it's the red light special. And for people who are not used to that type of environment, it could be a little bit intimidating. Um, anxiety can kick in. And I think when these three dancers went there, former dancers went there and all of this stuff happened as far as being bullied into doing things they didn't want to do. Um, it created a big lawsuit and also a big roar. It made people look at Lizzo's brand different. Um, so just tell me a little bit about your thoughts when it comes to this situation, honey. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. Like, I think a part of my brain doesn't want to accept it yet because I feel like she's such a role or I have an issue with the term role model too, because I know we perceive that on her. Um, Mm. But I think she's also claimed to be a role model and pushes um, body positivity and acceptance and stuff like that. But damn, I'm not even going to lie. Like it really caught me because I just, I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. But if people, I feel like if I had to check myself, because if it had been the other way around, it had been like, you know, a man of a certain different race, and all these people were coming out of the woodwork with all these stories. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, well, you've got evidence. Like, why would these people come out? You know, yes, people do shit for clout, but like, you got to put a little bit of emphasis on the fact that there's some evidence there. So I had to do the same thing with Lizzo, where I'm like, well, people are saying this, like, people get canceled for less. Right. So, um, I mean, I, and I also confess, I don't know, I I think you know a lot more than I do about it, but I don't know as far as the timelines, but if it's all true, then it's a wrap for her. I really do, because I think her career, I mean, I think her career is also built on a foundation of acceptance too. And I think that's also where she gets her fame from. She's a brilliant musician and like she can play the flute and all this shit that we know about her, but Hey. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know if this is all true. I don't know if she can come back from it. I, I, that's what I said. Because and I feel bad for the fans, especially. Exactly because what mm-hmm. she stands for. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. I really feel like sometimes we put a lot of um, pressure 
on celebrities, not just oh, yeah. um, you know, whether it's rap, R and B, country, whatever you like, you're always looking at them people and idolizing them. So for me, whenever we talked about this, like what we're gonna talk about, it was interesting for me because I don't follow all of this, you know, like mm-hmm. I have to catch it either with my husband or my daughter, or if I'm mm-hmm. scrolling and I see something with social media or I hear it at work, you know, then I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And it's just crazy sometimes how as a society that we feel like these people are not real people. Um, mm. And that's not giving her no leeway because really like, okay, you got to think about it. When we're talking about mental health and we're talking about the situation with Lizzo, okay, she shows so many different traits of bullying. Um, These women, they have been on so many different platforms talking about it and just how it made them feel. I believe one of the girls was also a virgin. Um, And so just think about, you know, that type of environment. I know she's a dancer and she's putting herself in the dancer role, but you don't have to belittle yourself or your brand or make you feel some type of way when you know in your heart that it's not right. And so I do commend these women for standing up to Lizzo, regardless of who she is. I mean, I love Lizzo. Like, I listen to her, like, um, the special song, like, when I'm going through whatever I'm going through, like, I'm always pumping her music as far as on my channel, um, because I do look at her as a big, beautiful black woman that sometimes sometimes she, she, she a little extra, but that's her, you know, right. that's her. Like, that's why I liked her. Cause I, was like, okay, I don't know how many women can get on stage and twerk. I think she done twerked in front of a president. I think she done did a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I love that. That's, that's one of my favorite things about her too, is that she does whatever she wants and she doesn't give a fuck. And I think that a lot of women need to like, and I'm not preaching cause I tell myself this too. It's like, we kind of need to be a little extra. Cause I think we spend a lot of time like bringing it inward and like keeping how we really are in. And so when I see Lizzo, I'm like, I may not do it in that particular way, but I like, I clap for her and I cheer her on. And like, I'm a biggest cheerleader for that. So that's why this all hurts my heart so much. But And I really do think (sighs) that once she get out of her feelings as far as, um, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said what I did. Hopefully mm-hmm. she'll come around instead of being so defensive and not accepting her role because she has to accept her role for these dancers. She is responsible for them. Oh yeah. So if they're feeling this type of way, just like taking consideration what type of, you know, person you are to them. And like, these feelings are real. Being bullied is real. I mean, we deal with that on a regular basis. And right. we too grown to come into a situation, especially a safe space where you're supposed to go to work. You know, and you're not supposed to feel this is work for them. So you you should. You're working with Lizzo. Like you think that it's gonna be the safest space. <laughs> like that's an opportunity of a lifetime. No, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like oh, it's, what was so? What was her response? Mm-hmm. It's funny you said that because mm-hmm. that, that's what I was gonna say. That's how mm-hmm. that was the type of response that she was given. Like right. like you're lucky to work with me. That was how I you know how I took it. You can go look at it later when you have time and you can, you know, put your, um, you know, your perspective on what you think of this situation. But when I hear her response that she because she finally came out and said something, it wasn't what I felt like as the type of person she's, you know, portraying to be and, um, you know, looking into body positivity, body image Mm -hmm. and and things of that nature. Then I feel like she should have just apologized and accepted that these women felt bullied, felt harassed, did did actually go through these, this 
you know, harass, harassment and just accept mm-hmm. it. And say, damn, I messed up. Damn, I, you right. know, and move forward. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't even know I was doing what you were doing. Like I heard about the news and then I was like, I can't look at this because I can't handle this right now. And so mm-hmm. I didn't even see she had a response. So her response didn't even have an apology. Is that what it you're saying? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like you would. That's think. wild to me. She wasn't ex- like accepting how her dancers was. She was getting. She was um, defensive. You said. Yeah, defensive. She was getting very defensive. She wasn't that like is crazy. She was like, "Oh, you should be happy. You work for me. Oh, I wasn't coming off like she's not mm-hmm. taking ownership of how right. he's like accountability. Yeah, mm-hmm. account- right. Mm-hmm. Accountability. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And we can go on. We could talk about her all day. But girl, you got to talk a I little know. bit more about Megan and. Tori, like, do you really feel? Because that's something else too. I know that's your lane yeah. a little more. I'm so shocked that yeah. everybody is like surprised that he got ten plus years. When I ask mm-hmm. you about the Megan and um Tory Lane situation, tell the audience a little bit more about that. And do you feel like the crime fits the punishment? Okay, so for me, I made a little TikTok about this too because I was heated about it. This, and I just feel like I can't even keep up with the news going on in our community as well. So, but uh, specifically with Megan Tory, I say that's another issue with accountability. Like, it's not about the length of time that he's going to be put in for. He's probably not even going to serve that amount of time because he's got like some time credit for time served. But um, at the end of the day, you shot a woman. You shot her and then you lied about it. And then you tried to call her a liar. You gaslit her all over social media. You like drug her name through like the, the mud of like publicity and the public, but also personally. Like I remember actually a clip of her uh, doing some interview where, who was it? I don't remember who it was with, but she was crying and she was reliving the experience and you could see the trauma on her face. And right. it's just like, people are like, I can't believe he got 10 years or whatever. She only got shot in the foot. And I'm like, if that was, somebody that you loved, a family member, a loved one, you wouldn't be like, oh, they just got shot in the foot. No, you'd be riding for justice, wouldn't you? (laughs) So like, I don't really, honestly, truthfully, like, and I say this with love to people that maybe don't understand, but I don't give a fuck how long he's in there for. He deserves it. (laughs) He deserves every little bit of it. And Meg finally has gotten the justice that she deserves. And it even hurts me further because I'm not surprised that people are have you know gone against her as well, um, just for speaking her piece. Like we always got to be silenced all the time, and I don't understand that when she's just saying exactly what happened to her, right. and everybody, every other last person would do the same thing, and if not, they should be doing that thing. Yeah, it's like always- you're silencing yourself, so it just yeah, it pisses me off on all levels because I'm like, what you expect her to do? <laughs> not say anything? I don't get it. So. No, I can tell it, it make you feel some type of way because your whole face oh, yeah. is like, I'm not oh, feeling yeah. this at all. Tori got what he that deserved. I mean, yeah, because I just can't. I can't. And also, it's like the whole, I said something about this too, uh, the last part, that people are like, oh, you're just putting a good black man in jail. This is just like all these other situations. And I was like, do not take our trauma as a community and try to parallel that with this. This is this one nigga's fault. Right. It's his fault. He has to pay for it. And that's it. <laughs> period period you said and it. like i'm happy about it personally i, I think you said it. earlier you put it on the nail you with both situations about this and about um um lizzo you know i think it's really mm-hmm. about accountability uh you know as a person we have to be accountable for our actions so when you decided to bring a gun into the mm-hmm. situation and actually shoot another human being 
what did you think was going to happen? Like, <laughs> I think he thought he that I'm Tory Lanez. And, you know, I really think he also, like, say whatever you want about his music. But personally, I think he's got an inflated sense of ego. And, like, whether that's a fake persona or not, like, I really feel like we saw it displayed. Like, he should have immediately taken accountability for that. But he's just like, oh, let me see how much I can get away with. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's mer- my story versus hers. And they're probably gonna believe me because I'm yeah. also a man at the end I of the mean, day. I mean, when he was, so. to be honest with you, when they was going through the trial and they was bringing up her character, like Shoot. that was bothering yeah. me so bad. Because that's I what they do. They tear women down. That's what they do. That's the first like, way they try to get people. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why you gotta go down the list of how many men she done slept with or who she did and when she did it with? Like that is no different than when you do it as a man. You mm-hmm. know. And then, and then it's okay, you get rooted on, but when you when a woman does it, we get labeled as a whole or or this or mm-hmm. she, she put herself in that situation. Or even like sometimes as we dress, you know, they're like, oh, oh well, if she wouldn't have had that on and she wasn't like showing, you know, skin, mm-hmm. <laughs> then she wouldn't have gotten that situation. But that doesn't give anybody the right. You know, exactly. anybody, we can go ahead and keep going further. You know, let's get on this Suki situation. I know that's old a little bit, but go ahead and talk that's, about that. Too. I mean, we talk about hot yeah. topics, so we might as well keep it going. <laughs> we might as well. You read my mind. I actually was going to bring that up, too. Um, no, that's exactly it. It's like, oh, just because she says whatever she says in her songs, like, her body is her body. Like, there's, you know, consent is still a thing, and I just think it's really wild. Like, it's so long ago, actually, I don't even remember who was it that was trying to, like, get up all up on her. Who was it? Was, it? Um, it was a guy, what was it? and you know what? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't remember exactly the rapper. About to Google it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I do remember is that they was pretty much. I want to say she was doing like an interview, and mm. then he just felt like he could, like he pretty much just inserted himself all in her space. Oh you yeah, know, I watched it, and I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like, and and I felt like he felt like he could do that because who she is. You know, exactly. because of the type of music that she um brings about to the audience and the type of person that she portrays to be sometimes. Some people can't take Suki with the good pussy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Obviously, he's going to handle it. It's like, feel however you want to feel about her, but like, come with her with some respect. Like, right. I just don't understand why men do that Um, and then have an issue whenever you're like, oh, stop pushing up on me. I feel like I've had so many situations with people I've been dating like that where my personal space is an issue and then they get again it's their ego that's hurt when I tell them to back up off me and they take it personally and it's like maybe I get a choice over my own body and yeah, like you, it's not always about you right right, right. I, I think people don't realize that and then it, it goes back to like even how we were raised what what mm. what were we raised around what did we see you know some of us especially the black culture you don't know like you could have had predators in the house um oh, you know yeah. it could be your cousin trying to molest you or you could have had your sister or whatever the case may be but sometimes as a black society we don't want to talk about that we want to sweep that under the rug and then mm-hmm. when these people get older and got to go into society then they crazy or don't know how to um you know give people their personal space or respect their boundaries you know mm-hmm. because i felt like the whole thing with suki i really felt like that was just him not respecting her boundaries you know if you right. <laughs> if you learn and that's with anybody that's any relationship you know I was telling my husband about that the other day he was like you know you're always preaching about that I'm like because it's so real like 
if you have the expectations knowing how upfront how to be or how to come at somebody then mm-hmm. whenever the smoke hits the fan, everybody ain't acting stupid because you already knew you couldn't cross that line with that person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just respect at the end of the day, because like you were bringing up the the, the issue earlier, it becomes a hypocritical issue if um, how many bodies I have versus how many bodies you have, but it's only an issue on how many bodies that you have. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like it has to be some sort of an equal playing field. Like, and I think that like you're saying, it all comes down to childhood. Um, I was going to say trauma, but just like your childhood upbringing, nature versus nurture. And I think black men, especially, um, and of course I'm not going to generalize, but just in the situations that I've seen, uh, yeah, not really taught to respect women or in a way that they want to be respected, you know? It's always a lot of like, oh, well, this is, these are our expectations for women and our expectations for Black women, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I want my woman to do this, and I, and, I, and I want my woman to do this. But it's like, she gets a say in that also. Um, and I think that's where we butt heads a lot, because right now, Black women are understanding how important their needs are and creating their own values. And so we've got, you know, Black men mm-hmm. saying that you know, for example, if you were only dating black men, um, button heads with that kind of old generational trauma. I feel like sometimes, like not to say that we're ahead with emotional intelligence, but it feels that way a lot of times. I always say that. Me and my sister. It really does. Um, She always Mm -hmm. says that we feel like really women rule the world. Like, I think that society made it to where men are supposed to like be the head of the household. I mean, that's another subject for another day, but if we really went down that way and studied our history, you would have mm. known back then that like men were actually the ones that was walking down the aisle um, mm. and meeting the woman at the altar. Like, it's like, if you go back and look at history, you'll see like how they changed it, changed it so much mm-hmm. to make it be dominant, like make the man be the dominant. Um, right. Just really don't feel like it's supposed to be like that way. I mean, I I don't want to get into religion and spirituality. I know Adam and Eve, and I know mm. you gotta have. I know that God made us, you know, within His image. But I really do feel like, you know, you can't be if if a woman's not at home. Think about it. You ever go mm-hmm. to a man's house? You know, if this is a bachelor pad, you know, ain't no woman in there. You know, but <laughs> right? This, come on now. But if mm-hmm. you go certain house and he swear up and down he say oh ain't no woman in here now come on now you could tell because of the way it smell or just mm-hmm. if you just look around a little bit the grooming of the house is different you oh know? for sure for sure <laughs> you can tell how a man is raised that's for sure right yeah. right yeah. So i really do feel like when it comes to these celebrities and these hot topics and how we idolize them and, and, you know, and then shame them whenever, or make them feel like they're not human when things go wrong. It's like, Mm. I can't believe this, 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 you know, I'm like, why can't you believe they got the same two legs? Like we got, you know, like they get up and, you know, they do the same stuff we do. The only thing is different is they in the limelight that everybody Mm -hmm. know their business, you Mm -hmm. know, they are portrayed to be whatever they betray themselves to be in front of their camera. You know, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because we don't really know who they are. We all have our own visions and perceptions of celebrities. And I think that plays a big role into it. Um, What was I going to say? Especially with like Tory Lanez, like I was just saying earlier, like his, we don't know how he really is, but his ego definitely 
I feel like runs his persona. And I think almost to be honest, and this this is a tangent, but like every celebrity's got that other like persona that they just gotta like switch on whenever they need to. And so yeah, we'll never we'll never know who they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pray. <laughs> I pray for specifically the victims, you know, Lizzo's victims, but like, I, I don't know. Somebody has got to make it make sense because it's, (laughs) it's, it's very confusing to me. Um, and if Lizzo is, don't get, it's going to make more sense as it keeps going and going and going. Right. Um, Right. right. I pray for the victims and I hope that Mm -hmm. Lizzo takes accountability and and moves. Exactly. 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 (laughs) Um, I really like that they were able to stand up, though. Um, I think that is one of the hardest things to do, um, especially when you're working for somebody you admire. Um, And I feel like just trying to work in people pleasing and stuff like, do you feel like because, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. If there are three people that spoke out, do you think that there are other victims? And if there are, do you feel like, like, what kind of reasons you think they're not speaking out because like your childhood could affect your response to situations and environments so if you're a people pleaser and you're just somebody that silences their own needs they're not gonna say anything right so I think you kind of just said it and it's funny that you said that Mm -hmm. because they there are starting to be people that speak up but we don't know that if it's for the right reason you know now it's hit the fan and you don't know if this is really um, legit allegations, you know, accusations, or mm-hmm. if it's just you trying to get a dollar. Um, exactly. But to, to answer you, I really do feel like these women standing up gave the women that are people pleasers like hope to stand up for whatever they're battling. That's it. So, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I do commend them for that because everybody doesn't have that that courage or that strength to say something, to use their voice. All of us have a voice, you know, but sometimes because like you said, you know, like you said, Joanna, you was like, um, the way you're raised, you know, Mm -hmm. what you come from, you don't know what happened in certain people's households as they, you know, were raised and being brought up if they could speak or not, you know? So so yeah, all of that plays a part. Mm Mm-hmm. No, agreed, agreed. I feel like um, since we're on talking about childhood uh, influences, uh, yeah. where do you think like the strong black woman stereotype comes from? Like, where do you think that we all are kind of somehow in some weird way operating in the same way and we're trying to like undo all of that? Uh, when you talk about that particular stereotype, I think it comes from the modernized woman. Um, mm. As far as the woman that was supposed to stay at home back in the day, and cook and clean and take care of her husband and the kids is pretty mm-hmm. much what my grandmother did. You know, she right. didn't have to work. Um, she did eventually work, but it was just because she wanted to that, you know, but when as soon as I was little, she, she never worked. So I think because of what we were taught back in history of how the woman's role is, um, the modern woman, the woman that's supposed to be home, the 2023 woman is trying to catch up because mm-hmm. they don't understand. Like there's no more big mamas, you know, now it's more of, of us standing up and being um, strong, if not stronger than our man and being able to hold the house down. And sometimes in cases where we have to, and then sometimes where we just want to. So yeah, that's where I think it comes from. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I feel like it's definitely generational. A hundred percent. We got that whole like matriarch element. And if you, you know, you're a child, you're going to, I say this a lot on other episodes of my podcast, like 
we absorb everything around us, our environment. We're just like sponges. So we're just going to do what everybody else are doing, especially in particular gender roles. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's 100% history too, because think about just with slavery, like who was in the house? do you know messing with the children and taking care and like handling all that type of stuff like we see that today um and i don't think that that is a coincidence in any kind of way um and i feel like we all learned that yeah it's um it's a choice but i think a lot of us also feel like it's not a choice because of our circumstances like we right. feel got to feel like we got to struggle or we got to survive but um, trying to undo that, like, what are some things that maybe you do or you've seen that Black women are just trying to do something different, trying to put their needs first, make that more of a priority, like, oh, and kind of like leave other people's comfort back because at the end of the day, we, you know, we can't be doing that. <laughs> right. When when you mm-hmm. say that, I think it's just me learning to. Um, like those patterns and everything that I'm taught is me unlearning them. Um, mm, I'm still exactly. unlearning things that I've been taught as a child and how I taught mm-hmm. my, you know, my daughter, she's about to be 16. I still mm. sometimes uh, teach her how I was raised, you know, the di- and I'm going to teach her like that because that's what I know. Um, but when you ask me how I, bring it into 2023. It's just staying up to date, um, staying up to date with what's going on. This personal journey I've been on, um, I've been on it for a long time, but I actually started doing the inward work. I think a lot mm. of us women, when we start actually knowing who we are, and I mean, really knowing who you are, um, nothing nobody can say or do it, it won't affect you because you already know that type of person you are. And then it's just different activities that I do every day, just making sure I watch what I look at. Um, I've really been big about it, Joanna, as far as like social media, it's it's a good and a bad thing because you can go down a rabbit hole and be watching the wrong stuff. And then two, three hours go by and you'd be like, man, I've been on, a, I've been on IG all day. Like for no reason. And then you don't consume so much of what you saw and heard. But is that really something that you need to be looking at and seeing, you know, depending on what you're looking at? So I, I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely make sure that I, and, and I struggle with it some days and some days I don't, but not just the social media aspect of it, just everything I do. I, I get up in the morning, I make sure I have me a little routine. Um, I meditate. Um, I have a prayer circle in the morning that I worship with, uh, that keeps me grounded. That's just what right. I do. Um, and then, and then I walk and jog and just journal and just being, um, you know, consistent every day and whatever okay. you're trying to do, like make a goal, stick to it. And just every day reach towards that goal. That that's helps me when you ask me that question. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I think um, having a routine, I know there's like this emphasis on all these self-care routines, but I think the importance is exactly what you said, like getting to know yourself, learn about who you are, what your needs are, you know, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, um, and you have to cultivate that around you because every day is going to be different. Life is hard. You know, we have to keep up with all our responsibilities. We have to adult like, um, but I think we can also cultivate a life that is like a lot more peaceful and a lot more calm and doesn't have as much drama. Like when you're, you know, um, I don't think we've really touched on this, but I feel like it's always connected, like toxic relationships, toxic people, toxic family. Um, if you don't cultivate 
boundaries, that circle around you, the right support, uh, ways to check yourself. Like it's very easy to be an open door to all of those things. And mm-hmm. it's like, I know I definitely do a lot to keep the internal calm and, and as, ch- as chill as I can be, you know, um, in these times. But cause yeah, the rest of it is like, I'm like, that's none of my business. So like, unless it's not specifically concerning me, I don't make it my business because I don't have the energy or the effort. It's all going to me and things I care about. Yes. Like if you, mm-hmm. if people just mind their business. <laughs> yes. Literally. Yes. I think sometimes we'd be so worried about what Joe, Sue and Boo is doing. If you just worry about <laughs> yeah. what it'd be, everybody would right. be okay. And everybody likes a little bit of tea. I mean, I love a little bit of tea. Don't oh, get yeah. up here and get like I'm no saint. That ain't what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. I'm just, I think it's all about balance. So, so yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You just got me thinking of an example, like, cause yeah, everybody loves tea. Everybody wants to hear what everybody's doing, what's going on. And I feel like the times that I get caught up in that kind of like, I, cause I can feel it within me where it's like an unnatural need. It's like a compulsion, but I, it happens at work. You know, when you yes. find those one or two people that you kiki with and you're like, Oh, do you see what they were doing? Oh, do you see? I can't believe that you did that. Um, and that's that same person that usually ends up being like a support person for you. But um, I'm like, I don't think it's a coincidence that in a lot of my jobs, a lot of the people, those a lot of times that person is like the biggest gossip there. And oh I feel God. like it's fun and it's dramatic and it makes, you know, work go by and the job a little bit more interesting, especially if you're not enjoying what you're doing. But but when I'm away from that is when I realize I actually don't like that energy. And actually, oh, I don't know no. if I even really like that person, but it takes ah, the time to be away from that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's funny you said that, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but- No, no, go ahead. Just, I'm done. <laughs> it struck a nerve because I was like, I'm dealing with that now. Like, I'm in an environment at work and I love um, I love people. I'm one of those that, you know, I'm, I'm a come in jolly. Some days I'm mm-hmm. not jolly just because- I have that resting bitch face sometimes, but I promise you, I'm probably one of the nicest people in the room. It's right. just my and face might not show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm human. a Gemini. So that says a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Yes, mm-hmm. but I, I really, energy is so big. Like at work, it'd be catty sometimes. And I'd just be oh, listening. Yeah. I'd be looking. And, and it was funny because this one lady, um, she sits beside me and she's really cool. And she was just like, girl, what makes you like be so calm? Like you be so calm when everything is. And I'm like, because this is like, this is nothing. Like this Mm -hmm. is nothing to me. Like I tune y'all all all the way out. (laughs) Right. I don't let nothing y'all saying or doing bother me because as long as I got myself together, I'm okay. Like you need some help or I need some help. That's all I care about. But all that extra stuff in between, I ain't going to give it to you. I ain't going to let you mm-hmm. ruin my day. Um, right. But it took me a long time to get like that. Yeah, it took me a long time to get like that. So when right. you said that, that's what it made me think of. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, you don't even realize that maybe the personality that you've been projecting isn't really who you are. 
And I've found that about myself in a lot of different ways where it's just like, oh, no, that's a learned behavior. Oh, that's from my parents. Oh, that mm-hmm. is a reaction to trauma from a past relationship or friendship. You know, you know what I mean? Just acting opposite of who you are because of things you hear from memories and from, you know, right. we talked about bullying earlier, traumatic situations, mm-hmm. you know, toxic family bullshit. Like, so mm-hmm. I think um, it all comes back to, yeah, creating that, that space for you. And that's where I found a lot of peace where it's like, again, had to leave relationships, had to drop friends, had to cut people out. Um, and I did want to ask you this. I thought about this earlier. Uh, what is your perspective or like, how do you feel about cutting out family? Because some people are like, no, no family, you know, their blood. But how you feel? I think I, I think we said something about that earlier. And I was like, I wonder if she going to ask me that. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. We um, yeah, it's funny <laughs> because I'm going kind of through that now with my in-laws. Um, and then, not even just, yeah, not even just my in-laws, but. I've had times where certain people in my family, I've had to cut off. Yes, I do believe that, that you should cut people off. Um, mm-hmm. If it's if it's messing with everything you got as far as your personal space, um, if it's causing chaos in your household, um, you know, your boundaries are not being met. I feel like you can love them from afar. Um, I really do. Okay. I don't feel like you have to hate them and be like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't want to deal. You know, like just wish them wish bad on them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm never saying right. that. But if you're to the point to where you causing me like stress, enough stress mm-hmm. to where I'm like, I can't deal with you. Yes. I will cut your ass off. I don't care if you family or not. You know, I've been like that. Like my okay. mama, I love her to death. Um, I hope mm-hmm. she don't listen to this. She might catch it, but she knows I, I say this all the time. I've, I've had to not necessarily cut my mama off, but get some space for my mama. You know, mm-hmm. because she'll take me there sometimes. And I think it's just because we, we are, are alike. And so sometimes I just can't deal with her. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with you today. I love you. Okay, you want 100. We'll talk later. Because <laughs> Right. <laughs> Same thing with my husband's mom. Now, that's a totally different subject. And I, I'm not going to be disrespectful. I pray about that one. Because both mm-hmm. of us are Gemini's. And, and I don't really know, like, if her energy is pure. Like... Sometimes I feel like, Ooh. and I, and, and I know he, exactly what you mean though. I follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's one of the things that I'm dealing with as far as just trying to leave it in God's hand and not put so much emphasis on it. Because at the end of the day, that is his mama. Um, mm-hmm. And I know he, lo- he, he'll say he's not a mama's boy, but he is a damn mama's boy. Um, he should have been. She he should have been her girl. I always tell him that because he really <laughs> is like yes. him and his mama get on the phone and they they talk like two women. So I have That's to too funny, uh-huh. girl. I have to grit and bear with that because I really just be like, okay, I don't really fool with you, but he know because I've told him I was like, I'm that fake shit. I'm out the door with that. If I don't fool with you, I don't fool with you. Like and I'm not about to sit up here and act like it. And then when we get together, just know that if it come out, I'm going to say why. Now I ain't going to bring it there, but if you want me to go there, I'll go there. But out of respect for you, I'll leave it alone. See how I'm getting all worked up? Yeah, I'm going to tell uh-huh, you. I, see. <laughs> I was about to say, now I see your face change. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I hear you. Um, I think what I, what I want to respond with um, to that with is that I think it's okay. Like, cause I feel like a lot of times maybe we feel like guilty for taking those kinds of steps and actions, but mm-hmm. people take us there. 
-hmm. You know, it's not our fault. And we're trying to have restraint. I see you have trying to have restraint (laughs) and uh, for your peace too. And for everybody else's, but at the end of the day, yeah, you have to make the choices that are good for you. Not everybody's going to like it. And people are going to have their opinions and their say on it. But the more we lean into what other people want to do, then how, how at peace are we really with ourselves? And a lot of times, like I found in my past, my situations and situations and consequences that I'd have to deal with were because of me. You know, Mm -hmm. if I'm keeping the same person around all the time, and then I'm constantly complaining about the things they do to me at the end of the day, I got to look at myself. Right. And so I think it's cool you made that choice that, yeah, it's tough that it's in-laws, but you didn't decide who it was. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like you're gunning for people. Like, if they're coming for you, you have to protect yourself. Um, right. And I think that is something that people fall in or a trap that people fall into where it's like it's family, it's in-laws, it's my husband's parents. Like, that's like a whole other thing. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to um, – in some – in some families, like immigrant families and uh, different cultures, you don't want to bring shame on the family. So you got to right. act a certain way. And I say that because my family's from Kenya. So it's like, we all got to be like no. a certain way and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, this isn't for me. There's a reason that like, thank God my parents were able to bring me from another country and everything that I've, I'm really grateful for everything they've given me. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, I would have never survived there because if I'm expected to act, um, in a certain way, which is submissive in a lot of ways, I'll never make it. I'll oh never my make gosh, it. I'm so intrigued with different cultures, different mindsets, mm-hmm. because we are sometimes, and not you, but just like people, mm-hmm. like people like, I don't want to say people like me, but just people who haven't experienced a lot of culture, you know, mm-hmm. um, we sometimes can be ignorant to the fact of different cultures do different things, different ways. That does not mean that something's wrong with them versus something's wrong with us. But when you said submissive, I was like, right. oh my gosh, like, I know that that is something big within your culture. And so, you know, mm-hmm. where you're from. And so I'm always intrigued just to soak it up. Cause I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like we still, we're in that still in that, you know, in, in 2023 cultures are mm-hmm. still being submissive and that's okay. But it's just, it's just interesting to me. Like a little kid, I'd be wanting to know. <laughs> No, I I feel you. I like the knowledge. I love learning about like my history and like my people. But that is the the struggle that I also have because it's like I was I was born in Kenya, but I and I came here when I was four. So I'm pretty. I mean, I'm pretty American. I'm pretty African American at this point. I'm not just African. So it's like I had to straddle. Growing up, I had to be on either side. Yeah, then that's what I'm saying. I don't have an accent. I mean, if you saw my last name, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's a little different. Um, But other than that, like I've soaked up American culture, but that's just because that's part of it. That's the nurture part of it. Um, And so I've had I've used to get into all these little like arguments. And again, I'm a Pisces, but I have an Aries moon. So that's like how a lot of people see me. And so I always get into these arguments. My parents used to say you should be a lawyer. Um, I used to get into arguments with them constantly. What'd you say? I said, I know you gave them hell. Oh, I did. And I'm an only child. So they were just like, can you just be quiet about this? But I always had a, so the reason I say is because I always had a point to prove. And then I was also loud about it. So there's that like inner justice and the, now I got to tell somebody and they would just get upset because I'd be like, you expect me like, they're like, don't have a boyfriend until college. But I'm like, but I'm an American child and my friends have boyfriends at 16. You're also not explaining to me why I can't do what they're doing and I feel right. very outside and alone. And I didn't realize that till I got older, like where a lot of that trauma came from where I'm like, I don't feel like I sound like or look like or live the same life as anybody else. So that's like weird to me. 
But right. um, yeah, it was just one of those situations where they just expected like what they would have wanted if we were back in Kenya out of me after I've absorbed all these different cultures and I'm living life as an American child, you know? But of course you're not thinking about that as an immigrant uh, family. You're thinking about survival in a completely different country. Like that's number one. But there's so many different things. Like I used to also just be upset because you got to serve the man first. And I'm over here, I'm 12 years old. I'm like, I'm hungry, it's dinner, let's go. (laughs) And they're like, oh, we got to have uncle and grandfather or whatever. And so now as an adult, I understand the... um, the respect elements of that, but it was a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mhm. Right, right. If I was a mother, I would be feeling the same way that you did. It's only because I don't have a child of my own. I would have a completely different perspective, too. Like, that's what I'm saying. As an adult, I feel like I get it. I understand. But realistically, at that point, I'm like, well, psychologically and just with experience, trying to date when I'm 22 or something, like, is kind of insane because then I'm behind mentally and emotionally. And I think that leaves you a lot of pretty vulnerable to things. That's just my opinion on that. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, I love that question because I'm always talking to my inner child. I'm living my life as an adult now, always answering to my inner child. But I would tell her that um, people are always going to have an opinion, so just keep doing what you want to do. And I would say that, yeah, I would say that, yeah. To family, to friends and everything, just go your own way. It'll make sense later. You know what I mean? Mhm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, no, I think we've kind of like been well-rounded and like, I re- I'm glad we got to talk about those hot topics because they just keep coming. I'm sure we'll have other <laughs> topics to talk about in the future, but I will leave um, with this. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, I accept, you know, DMs and messages if you got self-care questions, but at 
um, Sister Struggle Podcast. Uh, that's on Instagram. So it's sister underscore struggle underscore podcast. Um, my main page is Sister Struggle Self Care, also on Instagram. Um, and I also have a website with coaching services. So if you're interested in just also just talking about specific self care, of course, because it's always a part of our lives, but specifically people pleasing and toxic relationships and trying to undo the black woman uh, narrative that a lot of us are unconsciously living and not really realizing it. Um, so yeah, yeah, get at me. That's all I was about to say. I'm so glad we could talk about this. Of course. Thank you. Bye.